It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? I don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight, Alan. Gambling? Who say anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Yeah, that intro, I think, is staying because it is the most <laughs> fitting for fantasy football right there. You're right. 37 seconds was too much time, Billy. Congratulations on the big win over there in Green Bay. Everybody, this is the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. We made it even though it's been a horse shit, ridiculous freaking week. Left and right, tires blowing up, people falling off trucks, all the good stuff. But we're here. We made it. We made it with y'all, and we're happy to be here. The whole gang back together yeah. again. I, of course, if your host with the most time in his hands, Tom Simple FF, Back to my right over there, it's FF underscore RTDB. I didn't fuck up the handle this time. Down below right. there is at Big Billy FF. Boys, big week ahead. How was the game last night for you, Jacob? Oh, man. Uh, last night, uh, who was playing again? Oh, I'm just kidding. It was uh, Jaguars <laughs> and the Bengals. No, it was, it was about that bad. We, look, I, no, we've gotten fun primetime games constantly. I mean, even if you can make Jaguars-Bengals fun, I think outside yeah. of two, outside of the opening Sunday nighter with the Rams and the Bears and then the uh, snooze fest uh, on Monday night, it's yeah. been pretty much great primetime game <laughs> after great primetime game. Um, I mean, it came down to the wire. I thought this was by far Trevor Lawrence's best game of the season. Yeah, he oh, showed yeah. off that bazooka attached to his shoulder on many different occasions. Uh, they let Burrow throw the ball a lot more, and, and he looked really solid. So it was, it was a fun game, honestly. I hope Joe Mixon's okay. Otherwise, I mean, what a great week. I mean, Billy, man, you had the game of the week is with you guys. It must be fun watching, you know, Rodgers and Adams do this for one last year and just oh. teams. It's got to be a blast. It's it's truly I was uh, talking to our good friend, of course, at Dynasty Jacoby. And he was, you know, talking about how great Jimmy Garoppolo was, which I mean, he's not. And uh <laughs> He was like, "Well, he loves them to a win," and this was right after they they uh, they scored the touchdown. Oh, no. I was like, "Dude, they're a hundred percent losing this game." I was like, "I've seen this story before," and and absolutely right. I never had an iota of doubt as to whether or not uh, your boy Rogers and of course Adams. It doesn't matter how many people you want to cover with him. He's yeah. unstoppable. he might have well, the most boring like wide receiver one weeks I've ever seen. Sometimes. One of my favorite things on Twitter every time that happens is the oh, yeah. same picture of like a Packers fan in a crowd of like 49ers fans, Cardinals fans. Oh, Lions yeah, fans, the West Coast just game. Just holding out their phone and they're just like, <laughs> they're celebrating with a minute and a half on the clock. Nice yeah, try. I saw <laughs> like, that picture float all yeah, over the place. It, it's so, so good. But like, yeah. Um, it's been fun watching Packers Twitter go through every stage of grief this year. Yes. Um, as soon as Rogers reported to camp, I hit acceptance and I've been staying <laughs> on acceptance for a long time. Uh, yeah, we're, it. we're riding till the end. It, it's been a great mm-hmm. run. Uh, I specifically traded for Rogers in the league of record this off season, yes. just so I can start him in his final year. Just so like I can sometimes. play with him one last time. Yeah. Like it, it's fun to watch. That it's fist pump head, after after he got the spike down, that like epic fist pump. He knew it. Tiger Woods at the Masters, man. Imagine uh, if the kicker missed it though. Like if Crosby yeah, missed it. Yeah, I was nervous. Like the, after the yeah. fist pump and everything, I like I feel like Crosby Rogers would have just flung his helmet at him. Crosby only misses kicks when we're trying to fire Mike McCarthy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That guy, I remember there was a time where the Packers were gonna cut 
Crosby because he was having a really rough season. And yeah, it was when we were firing him. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah and then they stuck with him. Gray 17 years ago. Yeah, and now he's just like a Vinatieri level uh, for time, maybe not everything else. But yeah, he's he's going to outlive. forever. Like, I, yeah, I can't remember the loss of the Packers. That it's almost, it's got to have been almost 17 years now. Yeah, it's got to be close. He's an old man. We drafted him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, look, um, last week was great and we all had a really fun time, but this is looking forward to week four now. I uh, can't believe it's already here. Almost a quarter of the way. So many <laughs> fucking storylines. Stop yawning. You're going to make me yawn. So many storylines already. Injuries and fucking maybe trades and both dual ankles and disappointing fantasy starts and. The ever-changing weekly rankings, which I find hilarious. Uh, oh Jamar God. Chase, wide receiver too one. Much. Um, so AJ much. Brown's a bust. I mean, there's it's too much. We're going to talk about all this stuff, much. hence the name of the show today. Today is Top yeah, yeah. Trends and Bad Takes, because apparently every take you make on Twitter is immediately bad, uh, because we'll all go to www.imright.com and find the stat that makes us right, or create them. But anyway, look, every week there's a ton of news, like I just mentioned. Uh, we don't want to sit here for an hour because that's how much would time it would fucking take us to get through it all and talk about every injury and everything. So we're going to talk about some big ones, at least some semi-big ones and ones that we maybe might care about. Uh, Jacob, is there a particular piece of news from the week so far? And I mean so far because tonight and tomorrow it's going to yeah. be bananas uh, that you're yeah. overly concerned about or – worried about looking forward changing your perspective maybe yeah i mean in terms of midweek news uh you never want to see a midweek injury ad so the the claypool hamstring uh is probably, yeah, is probably yeah. one that's a little bit under the radar just because it didn't happen in game it was actually the other wide receiver juju got injured mid-game he appears to be fine he's practicing in full deontay practicing in full uh, Claypool was limited on Thursday with a hamstring, which usually means pulled his hamstring halfway through the practice and then was out uh, yeah. and then did not practice today. He's listed as questionable. I've seen this movie before. I don't think he's questionable. I think he's questionable for next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a legitimate question, and this is coming from a Packers fan who may be overrating my players. <laughs> if Juju and Claypool are gone, yes. just out this week, yeah. And Deontay Johnson is only well, Juju, Juju's, Juju's playing. He practiced in fall. He's playing. Yeah. Okay, Juju. I th- I but Deontay's still going to get 20 targets. Yeah. Big so it's going to be Juju and Deontay for sure. Claypool is okay, questionable. And I would say like 10% chance of playing. I, I got one Deontay Johnson redraft share. And I'm like kind of worried about playing. Oh, people are asking if I'm worried about Jair about Alexander. Alexander. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I... I, you know, I feel about wide receiver cornerback matchups. Like, I think that there are really good. I think that wide receiver cornerback matchups are a really good tool for explaining things after the fact. So, like, if Deontay yeah. Johnson does get shadowed by Jair and he has four catches for 32 yards, and everyone's like, oh my God, is Deontay bad now? And it's like, oh no, he actually got shadowed by Jair. I, I just don't think they're super valuable going in because we don't know for sure. You know, first of all, it's like if he actually does get snaps against Jair, like, we don't know that he's going to be playing man-to-man coverage. It might be he might get zone reps, right? Jair might not travel. They might move Deontay all over the formation. They're going to have like a weird combinations out there with James Washington if Claypool's like we don't. There's just so much that we don't know that I'm, yeah. I'm just don't like the idea of like fading guys. 
unless like maybe with the exception of if it's like a divisional matchup where we see these guys plays play every year, we know exactly how they align against each other. But in this situation, there's just so many unknowns that I'm, I'm really not that worried about it. I'd, I'd be starting Deontay with a lot of confidence. I, I think he's still going to get a lot of targets. And we saw Brandon Ayuk roast Jair Alexander for a beautiful touchdown last week. So, yeah. you know, he, yeah, he's and a mere mortal. I wasn't going to bring this statistic <laughs> up because I don't think it's terribly important. But in reference to that, uh, that was the first touchdown that Jair Al- Alexander had given up within five yards since 2019. Because I just a just that good, man. He's just that good. Yeah. Nice to have uh, him back. That was an absolutely sick route that he ran on Jair. Yes. Yeah. Wish he could have caught the other one. Yeah, but he caught one. And that's all we need. If I'm looking at stuff to be really paying attention to, outside of the obvious, right? The um, uh, the Dalvin Cooks situations, right? I mean, I'm looking at the news that both Julio and AJ Brown oh God, are yeah. out versus the Jets. Nick Westbrook, Akine season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this is just a, we're just going to run Derek Henry. Cause there's no way we're going to lose. So why worry about putting our receivers out there to get hurt? I personally I, think that's what this is. Uh, Bud Dupree's out, Kern out, AJ Brown out, Julio out. Other than that, uh, Tyler Lewan's going to play full participant. I think Derrick Henry is going to have 45 touches. Oh, Derrick Henry is going to be a very full participant. I, uh, yeah. I, I think that's all that news it. is. I'm not worried about either receiver personally. I, really? I stopped and thought about it. If the, the Titans just brought in all their wide receivers to block and <laughs> just played every defender on the line, I think Derrick Henry could still run for 200 yards. I, I mean, that's that might be the game plan. Like, like, it's the second, it's the second straight year we've seen this against the Jets. Remember that COVID game for Cleveland when, mm-hmm. when their entire wide receiver room was a close contact risk? So they had to play against the Jets with exclusively running backs and tight ends. Um, and it was just like Chubb and Hunt, and they just kept running them, and then they'd throw it to them. Like Henry might Jets actually won that have, game, though, right? Yeah, because believe it or not, it actually is hard to run an offense without any wide receivers. Um, yeah. well, Ronnie Stanley being see. out is a big deal for Baltimore again. I'm interested to see what happens with the Titans game. I, like, I think the Jets are probably going to be pretty competitive in this game. I mean, they're going to stack the box so hard. Like, they're 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 going to play eight nine guys in the box. I mean, they're they're going to be so content to let Westbrook, Akine, Chester Rogers, and Josh Reynolds try to beat them in one on one situations. And yeah, they're going to sell out so hard against Henry. I'm I'm really interested to see what happens in that game. Like Henry's yeah. going to be fine for fantasy. He's going to get a million touches. Yeah. All he needs to do, big is boy Henry. Yeah. Look, um, th- there's a ton of news out there, so we're not going to really have to sit here and hammer it home. I just want to mention, is it weird that the Chargers are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL for once? Yeah, it's like that weird. is one of the weirdest trends I've ever seen when it comes. I to think it's being offset by the other <laughs> California teams. Just for sac- they the Chargers sacrificed everyone else just so they could be healthy. I think the, that's the what Chargers are well, sucking the life. But all of the other always yeah. injured teams are still always injured. Like the Colts have half their team out. The Giants yeah. are are injured. I mean, they've lost Shepard and Slate. The Ravens and, will have a defense this week, so that yeah, I'm happy for that. Who's the other team? It's always in, oh Philly. Yeah, shockingly, yeah, yeah. 49ers. It's, been, it's been three weeks, and Philly doesn't have an offensive line oh. already every year. Are you guys? I just want to ask this: Are you? Uh, you know what? We'll talk about that. The trend situation. Uh, we're not going to talk about it now. Look, we're going to take a quick minute. We come back and do Billy Stat Corner. If you don't know Billy Stat Corner, we're going to explain it. Jacob yeah. and I are going to try not to suck this week. We almost came uh, out of nowhere and won it last came time. Close. Right. So we're going to do Billy Stat Corner um, when we come back. So sit tight. Hold in there. 
All right, so if you haven't played Billy's Stat Corner before, this is how it works. Billy is a our stats guy. He always has finds the most uh, outrageous, ridiculous, out of nowhere statistics. And Jacob and I like to think that we're smart humans when it comes to football, <laughs> and we try to take him down. I don't have the record up this week, but I'm pretty sure it's like eleven and four. Uh, no bueno, good for us. We are jobbers. So this week, yeah, I'll open that for you. So this week, just put it right there. This week, uh, look, this is how it works. We get three strikes. We get one hint uh, to try to take down Billy's question of the week. So, Billy, why don't you hit us with this while I open uh, Aaron's wine here. Live All right. For everyone. Now, on the now-famous Full Tilt Podfather episode, I pulled out one of my favorite statistics I've ever found, and that was that Jacoby Myers in 2020 was mm-hmm. top seven in both target share and air yards share. Yeah. Just a great stat. Yeah. We're doing the same thing. Oh, I, I, I feel like you're going to lose. <laughs> like yeah, I, no. I, I've been grinding the target share and air yard share this week. I, no, I, 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 I know this is a good one, but I like all the characters who fit into this category. Okay. Now, I was going to be mean and include OBJ in this just because he played That's one fine. game. I, that wouldn't have been mean. I, I already wrote him up in the DFS call this week, baby. <laughs> yeah. Just a fun statistic that thirty-one percent of the targets and forty-nine point two percent of the air yards. But so now the question is: Who are the other three players who are top nine in both target share and air yards share? All right, Jacob. Yeah, so I think Brandon, you should have Brandon, this pretty. Brandon Cooks is number one in both. Yep. Yes, Brandon Cooks is number one in both. That that's that's the important statistic. That's the fun one. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is number one in both. He has like a thirty-seven like... percent. I think 58%. he's like 56 in air yards. I think it's I think it's 37 and 58. Which is uh, just absurd. Not, not I gotta give a shout out. I gotta give a shout out to the Podfather's TikTok for giving me that information. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm staying exactly. up to date. He's out on your TikTok. All that right, stat's so, been all over. So Twitter. that's one. That's one. That's a quick one. Uh I gotta think that Cooper Cop is in the mix, right? I mean, he's been like lighting the entire world on fire. I know if he is for sure for target share, maybe not air yard share, but actually, well. Maybe not air yard share because because forty uh, nine year old anti semite Deshaun Jackson caught a big bomb. Anti semite. Oh my god! And then god. Van Jefferson caught that bomb in week one. I, I I still think it's it's plausible that that Cup is in the mix. I'm trying to think of other options. Debo, Devontae still might Smith be in that mix. Um, no, maybe not after no, last not, week. not in targets. I don't think anymore. I I know that there's guys like I know Ridley's air yard share is really high, but he's. He's not – what was it, top nine you wanted? Top nine, yes. Yeah, he's not top nine in target share. I think he's just outside of that, yeah. I believe. Um, okay. Although it could be him. Oh, what about – what about – I say it every I mean, week. Adam's Hollywood. always interesting. Hollywood is definitely Lions potentially game. interesting. And with fucking drops. Hollywood's potentially interesting. Is his target share been that high? Oh, it's got to be like 23 plus. It's got to be like 30%. It's got to be 30% because like, because I know Ridley's at 26 and he's not even in the top 10. Okay. Fuck. That's going to be tough then. Okay. Devontae Adams is always, is always a, a, a Oh, he's got to be, but air yards. Yeah. He's been getting some deep work. That's he got concussed on a deep shot. Well, not concussed apparently. Yeah. That was such bullshit by the way. Um, Um, Jamar Chase. No. No, it's not uh, Chase. That's not the target share. Uh, damn. Cup, Cup, Debo, and Adams seem like the the guys that are 
Let's pick well, one let's, of them. Let's go into guess. And we've already go got one. Adams. Down, two to go. We could go right. Adams. We'll okay. go Devontae Adams. Adams is not on the uh, list. For what? Which reason? Which, which Tar- uh, air yards? Uh, I don't. I don't have that off the top of my head. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Give me yeah, thirty sure. seconds. Sure. No, you don't have to, no, that's bad radio. You don't have to like it up. That's fine. I just thought. <laughs> okay. I just thought he, he I just want to call him out. Air yards share. Not in the okay, air yards. That's what share. I thought. Okay. I, I will okay. keep that tab open. So. All right. So do you want to try DJ one more blind guess before DJ that? Moore? Oh. Uh, more could be interesting. I'm trying to think of his. My so two, got, my two, obvi- are not so uh shockingly like are more and and Brown, just because that Lions game. I like I like more and more than Brown. I don't okay. think Brown's there in targets because Watkins has been getting a lot of targets too. Actually. Yeah, he's over twenty percent. So uh, I I like more. I'm let's let's guess more, and then if that's wrong, then we'll we'll go into the hints. Okay, we're gonna go DJ Moore for our third guess. DJ Moore is not. I quit. <sighs> He he qualifies for target share, but not air yards. Oh my gosh! He's All getting right. those. Okay. Who okay. Let's let's get a hint going. Let's get a hint going. Yeah, we'll take right. our hint. Ron, okay. No, not Ron, Rondo. Uh, no, not Rondo. No, no, no. All all of these players have played in the playoffs since 2019, or their teams have been to the playoffs. I, I feel like that is that is that, that is, is a, a bogus hint. We're calling hint. bullshit on the hint. All right. Okay, well, the guy that I want to guess is is gonna be Cup because Cooper Cup has just been like ending my life in DFS the last two weeks. And if I don't guess Cooper Cup, and then he's the correct answer, then he's just gonna own me once again. I'm just, I'm just frankly sick and tired of being owned by Cooper. I mean, Cupp. he so is that's second who I would in the like league. Guess. He's second if in you overrule me, then targets. that's fine. No, well, I, I absolutely know he has the targets. Like that's look, not even White Mamba is definitely the player that I can hang my hat on as a Cup. Uh, Cooper Brian Scalabrini Cup. Exactly. We'll go Cooper Cup. All right. Cooper Cup is there in target share, but he is not in air yards. Okay. Oh. Y'all were killing the air yards. Oh, so, my God. These fucking air yards. Man. I'm sick of these air yards. I thought you were so, grinding. So, Jacob mentioned one. Jacob did mention Debo Samuel. Okay. Who was on the list. Fucking Debo. And I then the it... other one was the, the one that I thought would probably get – I mean, it makes sense that he's there, but he just hasn't done a whole lot. So I felt like he might not have been picked. It's DK Metcalf. Oh, I would oh, I never guess. guess that. Actually. No, I wouldn't never, guess the target share. Yeah, Metcalf has been like Metcalf has not been Metcalf to start the season, which is weird. Yeah, well, yeah. the problem, the, problem on, the reason I didn't think of Metcalf is because he had a really good week three. So all the guys that I've been like grinding are guys that have been not producing. Uh, yeah. mostly right okay. so like i've been digging deep into like Fuck. digs i've been All digging right. deep into ridley after week two i was i was digging deep into jefferson but yeah metcalf had that big week three and everybody likes him again i was like all right well i don't need to care about you anymore <laughs> yeah like <laughs> fuck that's another l for the boys here against billy yeah we should have got demo I, I, I just refuse i refuse part of the problem is i refuse to acknowledge debo as a good player uh <laughs> so it, it he really it helps limit uh, I'm getting like Debo's kind of my daddy right now for how much I have faded and talked shit about him. But don't worry, Ayuk's like, rebounding. It's coming. It's gonna be. I feel like it's worth talking about the fact that the runny joke last year was Debo had multiple games with a negative average depth of target. Yeah, and now, and now he's, he's right up. Yeah, top nine in air yards share. Yeah, and like, fantasy football, if not anything, yeah. it's it's hard for us to acknowledge players who have scorned us for years. Definitely. So that's yeah. why the Mike Williams thing, which we'll also talk about right away. 
uh, in his yeah, trends right now, and his value right now is going yeah. through the fucking I'm, I'm roof. I'm pumped to talk about Mike Williams. Yeah. That, that guy, yeah, he's crushing. Yeah, let's just get into the next segment so Jacob yep. can dive in. We're going to be right back dive here. In. I like that one. Look, on <laughs> yeah, I just got to remember which one it is. Um, look, every year... Fantasy football has trends that start the year. Some of them pan out. Some of them die. Uh, hearts get broken. Trades get made out of haste. It's his dynasty. This is the time to not overreact to things. I saw a lot of people pay a lot of stuff for Darren Waller after week one. And since then, he's been not the big guy, even though another trend I want to talk about is Derek Carr. Yeah. Guys, the first trend I want to open with, it's it's a team – uh, specific. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Today, uh, offense coordinator Matt Canada quote Shout said, out to Canada, by the we're going to stick with what we're doing. Good plan. Uh, quote. Great this plan. is bad sign, in my opinion, for the <laughs> offense. They're going to finish. They could definitely finish as the worst team in that entire division. Uh, just because Ben, uh, the question I want to ask you guys for today, does Ben finish the season? And in fantasy, is he playable at all in any format? Uh, because um, he looks fucking horrendous. <laughs> yeah, and he's so good. Quite clearly uh, holding that entire team back. I'm not Regardless sure which play was my favorite from Ben. Uh, I would say the nominees were probably the one where he fell over like a beached manatee as yeah, he was releasing the ball. Yes. That was one of them. Uh, like definitely me. another was the one where he like was kind of trying to do the classic Ben thing where he's shuffling around in the pocket, but then eventually he just got caught and fell over. Uh, and then I think the one that really took the cake was the fourth and 10 where he didn't even look to the end zone and just immediately dumped off to Najee Harris. who had like oh, three tacklers swing. right in front of him and had no chance to pick up any yardage whatsoever. Look, uh, it, was, it was, it made my eyes bleed. I think that Ben is probably still a, half decent starter in super flex leagues is QB two because they just keep throwing so much. So he's going to have plenty of games where he's going to have, you know, 50 pass attempts for 280 yards. And if he puts up two touchdowns with that, then he's going to give you, you know, a totally serviceable uh, 16 to 20 fantasy points a week. So I I don't think he's going to kill you. I mean, he looked cooked last year and for most weeks he was compiling and accumulating adequate fantasy points uh will it be pretty no is the floor high no but i I think that he'll definitely kind of limp his way into mediocrity more weeks than not but i mean geez he's not a target i i I traded him in the league where i lost a couple quarterbacks to injury i was able to get him for a 23 third so that's where the market's at on ben profesberger yeah one one of the reasons i ask and billy i'm gonna go to you with this next bit is the schedule is not favorable right the the afc north has a tough schedule coming up Right, but he has put up 32 attempts, 40 attempts, and 58 attempts. 19 now, targets to Najee Harris. There was Najee is the I'm gonna direct a question over to Billy on this. Najee Harris uh seems like he has a ridiculously outlandish Christian McCaffrey Saquon Barkley um workload coming his way. Do you think that's sustainable as the receivers get healthy, Billy? And is is this a situation where Ben might help the players around him in fantasy uh, and he is still bad 
and that team is still bad and will struggle to score? Or do you think there's a turn coming maybe when they start handing the ball off a little more? What is best right now for the outcome in Pittsburgh? Okay, you gave me like 17 trends to comment on yeah. there at the end. Pick, pick uh, your favorite, William. No, I don't think the 19 targets to Najee Harris is going to keep up. There's no way like that. That's that's two two Christian McCaffrey games like stacked on top of each other like that. There's no way Uh, the entire wide receiving core was hurt in that game. Like there's no way that is the way they're going to run that offense. Uh, I recorded probably my favorite moment I've ever recorded when I declared Ben done on the review this week right as a massive thunder strike happened uh like ben is done like i don't we're we no longer have the situation where ben is a game changer for the steelers well he's keeping like, well he is changing the game he's ensuring they lose he's changing the game for the worse but <laughs> yeah. like they're they're not going to win because of ben that's for sure but they're, they're in a situation where they don't need Ben to be this phenomenal player to win. Like last year, we, we forget that they had a really good defense and they have a very, very talented skill position, like core around him. Mm-hmm. All this being said, like, I, I don't want anything to do with Ben Roethlisberger in super flex. He's the break glass for when I can't get Taylor Heineke off of waivers. But like it, all of this being said is like, Tay-tay. Pittsburgh is yeah. so scary. <laughs> you're, you're making a good point because that that league that I traded for Ben, I also got Heineke off waivers. So like the same day, because I so I have Lance in that league and I have Kyler, and then I lost Fitzpatrick and I lost Tua, and so I was like, oh shit! All of a sudden, I need a quarterback, and so I got I got Heineke off waivers the same day I traded the twenty three third for Ben, and Ben has not yet seen my lineup. I've been going with I, Heineke. I, here's... I, I trade Ben for a twenty twenty three third and Heineke. Look. Yeah. Um, he's a, like I said, he's a QB 27. I don't see this changing much throughout no. the course of the year. Yeah. I think this is what you're going to see, even in games where they're getting blown out and their offensive line is bad. The, their offensive coordinator is stubborn. Um, I, I, I think I'm kind of wanting to bail on everyone except for again, Claypool and Deontay and now Harris. Um, I think it's going to be rough there. So I expect what you're seeing out of Pittsburgh. I expect that trend to continue. So be weary. Don't think that there's just going to be some Pittsburgh uh, turnaround here. Uh, One thing I want to talk about quick that I can't help but feel as though this Najee rookie year, he's not as good, like not even anywhere near as good, but the usage wise, it reminds me of rookie year Saquon with washed up Eli Manning. Yep. Yep. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, um, less explosive, less talented. But older target back. like he could get 130 targets, like say. I, I just watched Najee get 19 targets. I'm still standing by my take that no running back, rookie mm-hmm. running back, finishes yep. in the top 15. Oh, I disagree with that. I think yep. I think the uh, well, I, I, I think Najee's going to be an RB one man, especially coming down. To, he wasn't coming even down good. To who stays he was shit. He dropped two passes, like Stone dropped two passes. He could have had 16 yeah. catches. That's fine when he's not getting. When he's not getting 14 targets and he's getting five, he's like, lucky to get five. 
Like, I, I, okay. <laughs> guys, guys, okay. Okay, we need to move on from Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh's gotten too much. I want to full tilt Steelers podcast. God, Steelers bashing, and that means I'm okay with it. One trend that's currently happening in New Orleans right now, which is horrifying and completely unexpected, but I expect to change when Michael Thomas comes back, is that they are last in passing attempts mm. in the entire NFL. New they only have 390 yards, but they do have seven touchdowns. What's weird about this is Alvin Kamara isn't exactly setting the fantasy world on fire. Not saying that he has been a complete bust for fantasy. Eddie had a pretty decent day last week, but he's currently sitting at the PPR 14. For a team that was supposed to funnel their offense through Kamara, do you see this trend carrying on for Alvin Jacob or are you buying into the late season mid season turnaround especially when MT comes back uh somewhere in between so I, I think that it's definitely not going to continue that he's the RB14 I, I think he's still squarely in in at least the mid tier of RB1s but I, I had him as the 102 coming into this season just based off of what I was expecting to see such a massive target share uh, which mm -hmm. is really what has always made Alvin Kamara so special. He's seen more carries than he's ever seen. I mean, he had 20 carries last week. Mm -hmm. Thing is, I just don't really care about that for especially Alvin Kamara, right? Like he's not Nick Chubb. He's not Derrick Henry, where he's going to create tons and tons of value as a as a running back, as a rusher, right? He's a good rusher, but that's not what makes Alvin Kamara special. What makes him special is his ability in space, his ability as a receiver. If this is becoming more of a run-heavy offense, and the Alvin Kamara profile shifts from, you know, 10 carries and 10 targets to 20 carries and five targets. Well, that's not really making him as special as, as I want him to be. So uh, at this point, I think he's comfortably behind McCaffrey when healthy, Cook when healthy, Henry, who is now a PPR monster, apparently. Yeah. Uh, that's new. Um <laughs> So I, I think he's he's like sort of at best right now, I think, is the RB4. And I think that there's a conversation between Kamara and guys like Aaron Jones, guys like Barkley, who now seems back to full health, uh, you know, potentially Najee, we just talked about, Swift, Eckler. I think he's more in that second tier of running backs, even if he's probably leading it off. So I think things will get better. But, you know, one of the big reasons we wanted him is because of the big target share without Michael Thomas. When Michael Thomas comes back, you know, maybe they pass more, but a lot of their passing attempts are going to go to Michael Thomas. So, you know, I, we'll see. I, I think Kamara is a mid-range RB1 moving forward. Billy, when you're looking at the New Orleans Saints, do you think that Michael Thomas coming back, if he is healthy, I think it's week six, he's allowed to come back. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, do you think he will come back? And second, do you think when he does come back that they're going to look a little bit more like themselves and they're kind of just treading water at this point i mean i see no reason that he wouldn't be coming back i i've heard nothing outside of a couple weeks ago he went on covid ir for a couple days and then came off mm -hmm. but um like i i completely expect him to be back um in terms of them being themselves the saints have been like the weirdest team in the nfl this year like people keep harping on some other groups, but I think the Saints have been the most strange. They there went is. out and looked like Super Bowl contenders against the Packers week one. They looked absolutely god awful against the Panthers in week two, then came back and had a decent week three. You didn't like, like the the Jameis Winston uh I was trying to throw it away, but uh God 
uh, propelled me to a touchdown uh, performance by yeah, Winston. I mean, that's yeah. what you want to see is God getting involved in the passing game. Yeah, Look, if, the if, over. if God wants to back the Saints, I'm not going to challenge it. Oh, <laughs> like, oh it, look at if, that. If, look at that. If, if that's it, if I, if I have to have a coming to God moments to back Michael Thomas, that's fine. But, I mean, it, when he comes back, like, I, I don't think he's going to be back at who he was, what was that, two years ago? But, I mean, okay. he's Michael Flippin' Thomas, re- regardless of – who you think he is? Nelly, you can swear on this show. We're 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 not on. Hey, he he's, he's a good Michael Christian boy now. Thomas, um, <laughs> but but besides all of that, like I don't think he's going to come in and set the world on fire. But right. in what twelve games, Michael Thomas should be pushing and having a thousand yards and a couple touchdowns. Oh, like it's it's Michael Thomas. I I don't think he's going to be the absolute game changer, but I think he's going to help a lot on this offense. Okay. Like Alvin Kamara's efficiency has looked really bad and he's been facing a really stacked. Mm -hmm. uh, It'll be nice to uh, give them something else to think about, right? Like it'll be nice to have two dynamic playmakers. They actually have to worry about instead of Kamara and a bunch of dudes. Instead of Marquez Callaway. We hype Callaway. You got a touchdown. And yes, he did. Uh, But he has looked, uh, bad. The entire receiving yeah. core there has looked bad. Sean Payton looks frustrated. As uh, so we're frustrated. to to read off the famous quote, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's a frustrating group of receivers. I I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if honestly if if we see Callaway look at least a lot more efficient when Thomas does come back. Right? I mean he's he's not a number one wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, exactly. It fun. It was a fun bit while we were doing it. That that shouldn't have ever been considered the most likely outcome. It's it's tough when you're sort of the best wide receiver amongst a bunch of freaking terrible practice squad wide receivers. Yeah. So you Jacob's know, Jacob's trying to take the oil out of the fire. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like when when Thomas comes back, it probably makes his whole offense better because it gives them two really elite playmakers, and you know it opens up some space for guys like Callaway and Harris and Jawan Johnson and all these other dudes to work a little bit more. I I 100%. think one hundred percent. It, we I know we talked about this earlier and Jacob said he doesn't appreciate it. Um, but like every team in the NFL, sans a couple of them, has a pretty good cornerback. And I'm gonna take that cornerback over Marquez Galloway in most cases. Yeah. Like right. like just just in terms of that situation. But yeah. I mean JC Horn has looked great, unfortunately, going on IR. But I mean he Marquez Galloway couldn't do now. anything. Uh, one player I want to talk about for trends, I think that I think it's appropriate to talk about this player. Look, we've seen this movie before with Derek Carr. We've seen the movie, right? You get in, here comes the sequel. They've let you down time after time, but all of a sudden they're advertising with a new fresh cast around him as some side characters getting moved into the leading roles here with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards the last couple of weeks, and now Peyton Barber, apparently. Um, Derek Carr is currently the leading (laughs) league leader in passing yards, uh, and he's top 10 in fantasy points per game. Uh, Is this a trend that we see uh, coming or staying, going? Jacob, are you buying in, or are you just just riding the wave while it lasts. I'm buying in. I like Derek Carr. Uh, I've always liked Derek Carr. 
And he's always been a really good deep thrower. He's just never thrown deep a lot. And John Gruden in the last couple of years has been one who really wanted to establish the shit out of that motherfucking run. Uh, and this year, I mean, maybe it's just because they've had Josh Jacobs out. We'll see what happens when, when they come back or when he comes back. But he's been very much more willing to, to let Carr air the ball out. And these young receivers are making plays, man. Like both Ruggs and Brian Edwards have made critical plays in critical moments of the games. Uh, you know, it's it's not only hyper-targeting Darren Waller over and over and over again. So he's got a fun array of weapons. He's got Waller as that clear alpha. He's got Ruggs as the threat over the top. He's got Edwards as that contested catch down the field guy. I, I'm, I'm really into what this passing game is doing. You know, I, I think Derek Carr, is he going to lead the league in passing? Probably not. Do I think he can be a high-end quarterback too for the rest of the season? Absolutely, I do. You don't, yeah. you don't think he's going to creep, creep into that top 12 by the end of the year with how they're going? Uh, or do I mean, you maybe think Gruden is just too stubborn to let go. Of no, I mean, ball? maybe, maybe he could be in the, I mean, he's going to be in that range, I think, where, you know, similar range like what we've seen out of Kirk Cousins for most of his career, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's sort of living as that really high end QB2, really low end QB1. You know, he's not going to get you a whole lot on the ground. Uh, you're, you're feeling good about, He's the guy that you're feeling good about as a streamer every week, as long as he has a decent matchup. Uh, yeah, I think he could be top 12. I don't know. He'll, maybe he'll be QB 11. Maybe he'll be QB 14. I think he's going to live right on that borderline. He finished at QB 14 last season. He had a pretty good year. But that's not like points per game. That's like overall. Before, no, overall. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, one thing I just want to mention before I pass my next question off to Billy here before we move on. Um, look. Henry Ruggs, not only getting those deep shots, they just barely missed another one. They're figuring out how to use them. But he went up over the middle of the field on a contested catch and just looked fantastic. Um, so kudos to him. I'm happy. To, I'm actually happy to see a player that everyone shit on last year succeed. I'm happy to see Brian Edward get his four for 80. Seems to be weekly now. So good for him yeah. as well. Row, baby. Billy, yeah, the, the running back management in Oakland is uh, in Oakland. Oh my God. In Vegas um, looks kind of worrisome. We know that Gruden is too stubborn to really let go of it. Peyton Barber had a big game. Thanks to overtime. Kenyon Drake was also on the field. Now Jacobs is getting healthier. Do you see a three headed monster in Vegas? And are the, are the prime days of Josh Jacobs being the guy kind of over? Because even in week one, uh, Kenyon Drake split snaps with Josh Jacobs. So we don't know if that was health. He hasn't been healthy the whole time. Do you see Josh Jacobs returning to his dominant workload, which kind of was what made him viable? Or are you completely done with him at this point? All right, I'm going to tackle that in a second because I did want to talk about Derek Carr and I didn't get a chance to. No. Uh, maybe I'm too apt to like dive into logic. Derek Carr has played an extra half football game this year. And oh. he, he's been in a completely competitive game script the entire season. Like He, he has not had a chance. Hey, they played Pittsburgh. That was not competitive. Uh, they, and Pittsburgh kept them going. It kept them in that game. Like they have not needed to not rely on Derek Carr all season. Well, they've also they're in the top half of rushing attempts as a team. Uh, Still, sure. Um, Extra half. (laughs) I'm not buying into their defense being this dominating looking. Like their line looks amazing every week. 
But like I, Derek Carr, I think is an anomaly. I think he's fun. I think he's going to probably push to where Jacob said he was going to, but he has played an extra half a half a game yeah. this year. Like, but the neutral pass rate is huge. Like their 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 pass rate on early downs yes. in neutral situations is top five in the NFL, and that's never yeah, been that's anywhere fine. near the case with Gruden in the last two years. I think that's exactly. a legitimate change. That's, that's fine. That's... It was top five in the NFL for an extra half a game. Too. Oh my god, but, Billy! Like, look, look. I I'm happy. I'm happy. Billy, I the love reach. Derek Carr. I I'm a Derek Carr fan. Um, I just don't think it's going to be at this level. For the entire season, How which I think is arms? the same thing. Because anyway, uh, you can no. reach pretty far with that take there, but <laughs> anyway, no, Josh Jacobs is not done. Like he's not done for fantasy. Like Peyton Barber is absolutely bad. Like he, Pey- Peyton Barber is the player we're going to reference next year when. Yeah. Uh, who when the 49ers draft a first round running back to replace Elijah Mitchell like that that's exactly who we're going to reference or like Peyton Barber is went in on short notice and ran for 100 yards like yeah. it, Josh Jacobs is not done Josh Jacobs isn't going to be this top end running back we were hoping he was going to be when he came out they don't want to give him the passing work they brought in Kenyon Drake to do that Kenyon Drake has been surprisingly kind of decent in a backup role this year, but like Josh Jacobs is not done at all. Like he's 23 years old, but he feels like he's 33. But here's, here's, here's why I asked though, because Josh Jacobs has been a guy. And I know we make, we poke a lot of fun on the show with uh, James Robinson. Right. And we also take a lot of shots at some really bad takes one uh, particular about Josh Jacobs uh, every year. It feels like at this point, but he's a guy that has relied on touchdown volume, which we know isn't sticky, and a ridiculous amount of uh, opportunity. So at this point, they're working in Drake. Now they have another option. But they've always worked they're passing, in guys, like, But they're passing the ball more than they have in the past. But that him. just means their offense so, might actually be good. Like, I, yes. Right. right like, um, the thing is, like, I don't really care. Like, Josh Jacobs has never been – he wasn't even efficient either. Like he averaged under four yards to carry last year. So if they're going to give him less carries between the twenties, like I absolutely take it or leave it. I, I really don't care. Like yeah. the, the Jacobs thesis. I mean, first of all, we're now spending like five minutes talking about the most boring fantasy profile on earth because he's, he's going to be the same as you. Like Peyton Barber is going to get sent uh, right back from whence he came and, and Jacobs is going to be fine. Yeah. I don't know. Will he get 17 carries a game instead of 20? Maybe. But like, what what do those three carries really matter? He was probably going to get ten yards on them, so that's one fantasy point, and he's a little bit less likely to get injured. Honestly, I call it a wash. Like, he's also, still probably not going to get the pass game work because he's never gotten the pass game work. And then, and then every week we're going to have the same conversation about Josh Jacobs. Oh, did Josh Jacobs not score a touchdown this week? Oh, he scored eight fantasy points. What a bust. Oh wait, he scored two touchdowns this week. Oh my gosh, twenty points. How are you fading Josh Jacobs? Like, it's, it's the same thing. Like he's. He's, it's just we're we're just playing pin the pin the tail on the touchdown for Josh Jacobs. So he's basically an every week flex, no matter what. Flex. Still at this point, yeah, even the, with their pass volume. Okay. The the touchdown statistic, the touchdowns are sticky, does not apply as much to running backs. Like that's a very good statistic on wide receivers, but historically there are running backs who just get touchdowns, and that is their job. And Josh Jacobs has profiled as one of those running backs. 
Okay. But so he never just gets one. He only either scores zero touchdowns or two. That's the only two options. He never has games yeah. with just one touchdown. Which Seems that way. Yeah. He scores 100%. them in even numbers only. And you, know, you always know because Twitter is all about it when they do. Uh, but, look, one thing. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say before we move on? No, nah, it's fine. And, uh, Josh Jacobs. We don't need to talk about it. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he says. That's fine. Do you okay, still have look. Josh Jacobs, by the way, in, in clear eyes? You're still hanging on, hey? Yeah, I still got him. Yeah, I go. sent. I think I sent you a first. Yeah, I thought I thought I sent you... a legitimate offer, but you're like, go fuck yourself. So basically, we're done with that. Kenny Gainwell and Irv Smith. No, I sent you two seconds and Deami Brown. That's still, yeah. I sent That's you a about what one. he's worth. Um, look, uh, what well, one thing I wanted to do this week, or the boys wanted to do, I, I just wanted to talk about a couple of players that I've seen on the TL. Uh, and a couple teams I've seen on the TL the most this week so far. Uh, I want to talk that I got Billy and Jacob to bring some players here. We're going to talk about values a little bit uh, and their trends. So uh, players that we're going to buy high, uh, Someone, everyone's going to bring one player who has been producing for the first few weeks, and they are convinced that this will continue. It's worth it to buy at the value of that production and ride it out moving forward. Billy, I want to start with you on this. Yeah, uh, this is a very dynasty-oriented take. Um, I'd go out and spend just about anything I could to get Jamar Chase right now. Oh my God, you're one of those fucking people. Well, like I, I'm not going Jesus. to. I'm not going to <laughs> proclaim him as wide receiver one, like some people. Well, are. if you're not, if yeah. you're not going to proclaim him that, then good luck. But, Fuck. but like you, Jamar <laughs> Chase be at seven for seventy-seven. Had such night. a. Jamar Chase had a kind like a really good profile, but he yeah. only did it for a year. And yeah. then we went into the preseason. He looked shaky finally playing football in a competitive sense again for the first time in a year. And all of a sudden now he comes out, he has four touchdowns the first three weeks of the season. That's like he shaky. just looks like Jamar Chase. And he's done that against some pretty decent defenses. I mean, fuck the Minnesota Vikings, but everyone else, like he he's played some solid games as an NFL wide receiver. And it's to the point now where if he's going to increase from here, if this is not his ceiling, he's going to be producing as a wide receiver one <laughs> for the next five, six years. Like if you can go out right now as a contender, as someone who has the opportunity to do this, I'd give so much to get Jamar Chase right now. Oh my God. All right. Okay. First of all, I love Jamar Chase, okay? Love Jamar Chase. I had him as my wide receiver seven in Dynasty overall before the season even started. I didn't move him down because he dropped balls in preseason. So I, I, I like Jamar Chase. But the the takes that I'm seeing on the timeline, and they've now leaked into actual leagues, it seems, based on what I'm what I'm seeing over at Keep Trade Cut. Uh, they're, they're obscene. I mean, people are saying I, it seems like it's a fairly common view. Yeah, I would take Jamar Chase over every single wide receiver except for Justin Jefferson. Some people are even saying that they would take him as the wide receiver one overall. I I just think this happens every year. We saw this with CeeDee Lamb last year, and I think it's unnecessary. Like, I, So I think that the most probable outcome is that, that that take ages totally fine and that Jamar Chase continues to be awesome because we always should have expected him to be awesome because his profile is awesome and he looks awesome and he's awesome. But like, it's just to me, you're just – you're just buying risk for no reason. If you're trading like DK Metcalf for, for Jamar chase, uh, he's, he's up over AJ Brown already on keep trade cut. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. AJ Brown was the wide receiver six overall last year. I'm not sure. I know that he's injured right now, whatever. He's going to miss this week with a hamstring, maybe next week. And he's going to be back. 
and then you're going to be fine. Um, it's just a lot of risk for me to take on with a guy that's played four freaking games. Look, look at Amari Cooper's first four games. They were phenomenal. Look at Sammy Watkins' first eight games. They were absolutely phenomenal. Like it's it, To me, it's, it's just too much risk. At this point, the Jamar Chase shares I have, I'm blessed to have them. If no, if someone wants to give me any of uh, Metcalf or Jefferson or Brown or, or frankly, depending on the team and where it's at, Hill or Diggs, you know, I'm certainly going to consider that very strongly. Uh, and if not, you know, then I'll happily ride it out with Jamar Chase because I think he's a baller. But I, I'm just I'm telling everybody to to take like a little bit of a chill pill. But I, Hill's out I, here being an enabler. I think that this is just the the way I see the situation is that if you were going to buy Jamar Chase, the time was three weeks ago, and in three weeks it's going to be now. Like I I just think he's going to continue. How much higher can it get? Like what what does it matter what he does? Like he's if he's already being I agree. You know, produce DK Metcalf. Like, what am I gaining to go from Metcalf to Chase? No, because they're absolutely feeding Joe Mixon the ball. They weren't last night, so this take is stuck right now. But they they developed into this run first offense that they are not going to stay as. Jamar Chase was not playing a high percentage of snaps to start off the season. Like he's just going to develop into a higher opportunity share to produce. Whether that becomes touchdowns or not, I, I get the touchdown is absolutely ridiculous here i don't think jamar chase is gonna have 20 touchdowns but here's but i think he's in a situation where he's going to be able to produce and he's gonna be able to do that for five years because he's stuck to joe burrow sure i mean that's a great argument for jamar chase but what i'm saying but like the cost you have to pay is a player who's already that yes that's why he's in the buy high segment (laughs) that's like here's here's the thing so maybe they they wane off of mixing like a little bit like you're saying, or he gets hurt again, or whatever. Then P Ryan blows up, but Chase without T Higgins the last couple of weeks still isn't the high target volume player we would expect with T Higgins being gone. Uzama's apparently a big fucking deal in the offense right now as they're designing screenplays for him at the end of the game. So we don't whoa, know how whoa, that's going to trend. Look, without T. Higgins in the lineup, I, I, I just want to be clear that I'm, I'm fighting Billy on this take by bringing up DK Metcalf and no, Tom's no, no, like, what no, about no, no. CJ Uzama? Is, look at no, <laughs> look. I'm saying if you remove just because you remove carries for Mixon doesn't immediately mean that Chase is necessarily going to just be funneled to T. Higgins is going to come back and be healthy. Tyler Boyd is still there, and if other players start making plays then Chase doesn't have that same funnel target share that other receivers have in that group. So if you're expecting the big 10 target, 11 target games from a team that actually doesn't look horrific on defense, uh, I think, and they're new, what their neutral script run game is. It's uh, it's pretty freaking well, high right now. It is right now. Billy. Okay. Let's let's, I want to do a sanity check. The Jamar Chase sanity check. So, okay. because I, I don't want to like get in, I don't want to get painted as though I'm saying like Jamar Chase isn't going to be great because no, I fully expect I, that he's going to be but, great. Jacob, but I, before I you do this, one for one, yeah. But before you do this, I do agree with what you're saying. I wouldn't okay. ship out Metcalf. I wouldn't ship right. out. That's, that's where we're going. So I want I want you to tell me. I'm going to just name names, and I want you to tell me when you would trade this person straight up for Jamar Chase, uh, or or that you would take Jamar Chase over them in a startup because I know it's, okay. it's team dependent, right? So Justin Jefferson, no. Okay, DK Metcalf. No. no. All right, CD Lamb. 
No. Probably not. All right. I, I, I was really a little tighter on. than I actually okay. fully expected. No, I mean, I, I would take Chase over Lamb. I actually would. I already had, I, I had Chase over Lamb in the preseason. I'm okay. Interesting. Uh, AJ Brown. No. no. Okay. Tyree Kill. No. N- him and Adams, no. Okay. But, Steph but right around there, that's when I'm starting. Like Diggs is a no. And then okay. right All there. Right. Okay. Well, that. Okay, then then I don't have any issue with with your actual ranking. I just have issue DJ with Moore. I don't I don't think you're going to be able to buy hot because I, I I think you're already below the market. I right? think we've missed it, but one hundred percent, Jacob, you're going to love this. I'd be offering RB assets right now to get Jamar Chase in an instant. Like, oh sure, it, like yeah, okay. if I could. Right, I have a bunch of young wide receiving cores on my teams. If I could get Jamar Chase for like. Okay. Some aging RB asset or someone who's going to produce for the next two years. Let's Absolutely. let's do this. Let's do this. Um, Alvin Kamara. Would you draft? Would you draft him or trade for? Uh, straight up, Alvin Kamara. One one to one. Yep. Jamar I, Chase. I take I take Kamara. Okay. I'll take okay. Chase. Okay, that's why I wanted to know. Derrick Henry. Chase. I Chase. Nick Chubb. Chase. Chase. Well, I'm not. I'm going to ask Zeke for the people, because uh, yeah, you know. We hate him, but other people don't. Dalvin you, Cook. Cook. Probably Cook, yeah. Interesting. So that's that's kind of where we're looking. Obviously, Barkley, we're taking Barkley. Taylor, we're taking Taylor. Yeah. Right? Swift. 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 Okay. Um, Everyone else. The, the, top, the five running backs that I wouldn't trade for Chase would be McCaffrey, Taylor, Barkley, Cook, Swift. Every other running back. Cook is interesting me, to me. For, for Cook, is, Cook is interesting to me that you're that well, high. I, would, I would trade Gibson for Chase. Uh, I would trade. Interesting. Yeah. See, that was the name uh, I, I, would, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I would trade Gibson for Chase. I would trade Kamara so for Chase. Everybody below them. I think. Harris. I think Gibson is the running back I'm not trading for Chase. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I would trade. I mean, I was already, yeah, I was already taking Chase above Najee and rookie drafts, and they right. both, I think, okay. Like what so we that's wanted, that, so. that's a good conversation about Jamar Chase. I like that. Let's move on to the next one, Jacob. This one is yours. Uh, yeah, Cobb salad. That's so funny. Uh, you've been you've been waiting to talk about this big boy. I think his value is through the absolute fucking roof right now. I've seen some yeah. insane trades like Allen Robinson and Clyde for oh, uh, Mike okay, Williams a in a much. second. Uh, it's kind of insane. But Mike Williams, your guy right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a bit, of, it's a bit of a reversal. I was, so I was not a big Mike Williams guy at all in this offseason. Uh, I do have some shares in Dynasty, luckily. So while I was was not drafting a whole lot of him in best ball season, uh, I, I do have – I am overweight in Dynasty still just because I was kind of interested to see, you know, well, I felt like there was a, a lot of high variance here with that potential role change and, and just with how good Herbert is. And I think it's for real. He's, he's 30% targets per route run this year, 26% overall target share. And the way that I always look at it with these things is it's sort of like, okay, you know, if given the information that we have, if we sort of, take both assumptions, right? So we start with assumption A is that this is totally for real. And then assumption two is that this is a blip. And it's like, how how would this look? You know, how would this go in each of those assumptions? And it's like, is is what is just changing? Is it just the numbers changing or other things changing? And to me, it's just kind of a straight shot. Like they have a new coaching staff. The coaching staff said, we're going to use Mike Williams in a whole new role. And then he got a whole new role. And then all of his numbers looked really great. Um, and it's like, oh, okay. I uh, like I, I kind of have to buy into this. I'm not sure if he's going. 
I guess the only reason I'm not like fully, fully, fully in is because it's a contract year. And maybe if he gets signed to a different team, the role isn't this good. But if he stays in the Chargers with Herbert for the foreseeable future and Keenan Allen's not getting any younger, I, I think this is one of those opportunities kind of like Stefan Diggs last year where I bought a ton of Stefan Diggs early in the season because a lot of people had had Diggs where they're like, okay, he's he's an efficient player, right? He's always been an efficient player, but he's never been this volume monster. And then he got this volume monster role and it was a whole new situation. And I was like, you know what? I'm willing to just pay, like, I'm willing to pay more. I'm willing to pay 150% more than he's worth the offseason because I think he's going to be worth 150% more than that four weeks from now. Yes. And I certainly yes. don't regret any of the, the deals that I made for Diggs at this point last offseason. I'm willing to buy high on Mike Williams. I, I will trade a first for Mike Williams. I will trade Interesting. Uh, si- similarly valued players in that wide receiver 20 to 24 range for Mike Williams. I'll give people the, that had him their cash out. And, and I, I will take the buy high bet on Mike Williams. I'm a believer. Okay. Mike Mike Williams or Chris Godwin rest of season? Rest of season, Mike Williams. Yeah. I would still prefer Godwin in Dynasty. Okay. Mike Williams or DJ Moore rest of season? Oh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is like so okay. not roll right now. Uh, Mike Williams or Terry McLaurin rest of season? I'll take Mike Williams rest of season. But again, McLaurin's okay. still in Dynasty. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I wanted to know because he's, he does look that good, but he's not the elite player, at least throughout his career. So people are sour. Billy, where are you with Mike Williams right now? And are you as willing to go and get him for those prices, which seems uh, steep? Yeah. I'm kind of having a coming to God moment on Mike Williams. And I've kind of been doing this the last couple of days because I was sitting there and every argument I have against Mike Williams just it, like, of course, it's an argument. Yeah. Like, injuries is always going to be a thing, no matter the player. Like, right. Mike Williams had Mike Williams had some injury stuff, but I don't buy into injury prone. So, whatever. And then, uh, like, the fact that he played really good teams the first couple of weeks, like he was in competitive games scripts the entire time. Like mm-hmm. those, those I think are the only two big biggest things. But part of me is like. He's not going to cut catch the amount of touchdowns he's going to. Whatever. He had nine catches or seven catches for 122 yards. Like, if he's not catching touchdowns in this game, his floor is 16 fantasy points. Like, it's mm-hmm. like that. that's just who he is. So, yeah. so yeah. long as he's healthy and he's maintaining this target share, which I see no reason he shouldn't because he's producing with it. Like, uh, hell yeah, Mike Williams. I'm not going to go out and i mean rest of the season if i'm in redraft right now i'll pay a lot for him dynasty i'm not going to go out and pay, pay the moon but so are you paying I mean, the first are you paying the first round pick or like jacob is or are you uh, yeah but willing? i'm bad with draft picks so that fair. might be a bad take for me okay fair. it would have to be it would <laughs> have to know. be a draft pick that i'm quite confident is late so right. like yeah, I wouldn't, right, right, right. I wouldn't want to give a 23 first because there's too much variance on that, but I would give like the 22 first from a two and one or three and O team that looks really strong. Like okay. I, I, if I thought I was giving away the one Oh six, I wouldn't get that for Michael. That's fair. All right. Um, we're going to do uh we're going to do uh some, some buying cheap and then we're going to move yeah. on to our picks. We're going to hear from the guys from what's the spread and we're going to get out of here. Uh, so sit tight with us here. Look, we're going to do uh Buying cheap. So players who may have lost some value after a few rough weeks, but contenders should be looking to capitalize. I did reference one of these players when it came to a trade for Mike Williams. Look, the time 
it's always been get Allen Robinson a quarterback. And then the Chicago Bears drafted Justin Fields. And then it was he finally got a quarterback. And after one game, I'm seeing all over the timeline, Allen Robinson would look great in a Bears uniform. <laughs> get Allen Robinson a coach. Get Allen Robinson an experienced quarterback. And I even found myself begging for Mitch Trubisky to come out of the tunnel like Shane Falco in the replacements <laughs> to feed Allen Robinson. Billy, why are you still willing, aside from being an absolute fanboy of Allen Robinson, why should people trust your take not being just purely biased as to why contenders should be looking to get Allen Robinson? Right. Um there's been a trend going on this season and it feels like it's been more prominent this season that has the last couple. And it's been throwaway games mm. where these teams come out and we saw with the Packers week one saints week two, the bears did in week three. Now uh, those are the first ones that come to my mind where they come out. And from the start, they lose the game. Like they, <laughs> they, they, as they, 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 out, they lost the game in the meeting rooms. <laughs> as they true. walk out the tunnel, the score is ticking up. And <laughs> that that's kind of what happened in this Bears game, where it's they went one out touchdown. week one and just sucked. Like absolute or week three and just sucked. Looked absolutely atrocious. And we saw it with the Packers, we saw it with the Saints, where they did make this bounce back. Now, what what you think of the Bears is totally fine. I hate Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy is probably going to be gone by at least week eight. Like, (laughs) and it seems like they want him gone, but what there were people in the off season who said Justin Fields was their number one quarterback. Sure. There were, there were players, there were very, very smart, well-respected fantasy people who were all over Justin Fields. And I'm not going to toss that out after one completely throwaway game, just broke it. You nor like I, I think that's absolutely rough. One thing that's been consistent with Allen Robinson is he's getting good target share. It looks bad in that Cleveland game, but keep in mind Justin Fields only threw 20 passes. So like something we just need to kind of push that away. Allen Robinson week two after you Andy Dalton third went down fewest attempts in the league right now. Yeah. Week two, after Andy Dalton went down, Allen Robinson should have had a touchdown. He let sail through his hands. One of the yeah. few times in his career you'll ever see him. Tough, do tough day for like the fan that. club. Tough day so for the fan club. There, we talk about probabilities a lot in fantasy football. and well, I do. The, I do as well. That's yeah. what I got my master's in. But like we, we talk about probability. Look at the big brain blue, on Brad. I'm just a blue collar guy that handles the That's show. That's all God. I do is work with probabilities. Fuck. But like that, that is what we have to talk about. And the probabilities in 90% of scenarios is that Justin Fields is not as bad as we watched yesterday or on Sunday. And that Allen Robinson, nine times out of 10, catches the those passes, catches okay. that touchdown. Like, I, I'm not going to be one to play the horseshoes and hand grenades that, you know what, if just if Allen Robinson caught that ball, Justin Fields' sounds stats like, goes sounds up. Sounds like you're playing a little horseshoes but, right now. But I'm saying most of the time Allen Robinson yeah. is going to catch that ball. And mm-hmm. I think we all agree on that. I think right now Allen Robinson is the cheapest he's going to be as he's a bear. 
And I think there's a real chance that Squeaky Wheel's going to get the grease going into next week. And they're going to get him the ball a lot. And you know who they're playing? The fucking Lions. Yeah, who are going to beat the Bears, by the way. They are. If the Lions Lions are going to win that game, they're going to eat their fucking kneecaps. Right, but here... Here's here's what we're looking at for Allen Robinson the rest of the season. So Detroit, who has played well, Vegas, yeah. iffy. Then you get Green Bay, Tampa, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Uh, that's rough that's, in the middle. That is rough. Uh, even though Baltimore's even hasn't looked great, uh, you got to assume that they're going to try to lock down uh, a yeah, So I, I'll agree. But the thing is, only one of those teams have looked like world beaters. Right. And so re- they got of- smoked by the Rams last week. So. Rest of season, Allen Robinson, wide receiver. I think he's going to finish as a low end wide receiver one still. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think okay. he's going that's, to push that's to higher than me. I was going to say like 24. What, like, I'll, I'll, how about had- this? You want to make a bet live on air, Mike Williams versus Allen Robinson, rest of season? Sure. Why not? That's fun. Okay. okay. I, I, let's we, we can do Hold that. On. Can, you, can, you, can you make some terms? Wait, we I can want them do to be that. funny. Hang on, Jacob, this works. We can do that to replace the broken Calvin Ridley and Michael Thomas. Yeah. Okay. So, this rest the of the season. So Which works because four, Mike Williams is the new Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah. We, week <laughs> oh four on, <laughs> straight up, no no points per game, just straight yeah, up. Straight up, uh, war of attrition. The w- battle of attrition. Winner decides what the other one drinks for the draft show. Okay, done. Virtual handshake. Sure, straightforward. Oh I'm now goodness. Mike Williams truther. Look at that. I love it. Ooh, I love it. Look, it. If I'm fading Allen Robinson after two games with the amount of right. love I've had for him, I never truly loved it. So I, I think that's gotta be yep. that's gotta be my take. And I'm gonna make sure that you truly love your drink next draft show. All right, oh that's my fine. God. I love it. Okay, look, Jacob, for you, yeah, uh, this player right here is a player we have faded our entire fantasy life. It feels like um, he's not a player that we actively go and acquire in the draft season. Um, we don't. Wait, who is this? Well, oh, I'll, oh, okay, I'll, okay, I'll okay, get there. Okay, okay. Uh, this is a player I'm that a we have eat, we have eaten shit uh, for our dislike of this player. He's one of Tom Lee's favorites, and he hasn't looked great. Uh, out the gate, and I think it's because Matt Ryan sucks. Uh, but it's Calvin Ridley. Why are you willing to buy in on Calvin Ridley right now? And why do you think he's going to turn it around? Yes, sorry, I got the cue mixed up. I thought this was the <laughs> 201 that we had to cut uh, to make room, and I was like, what? I always like to. Anyway, uh, no, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I this is I had this um, I, I had this revelation uh, on Twitter that. My account, which has always been a Jamar Chase account, is no longer a Jamar Chase account. I'm now a Calvin Ridley account. Uh, we know that I don't like Calvin Ridley. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I, you know, the, the first bet that would still be live right now, and frankly, looking pretty good for me, if Michael Thomas didn't need a second straight surgery, was me betting against Calvin Ridley. Uh, but I think we have finally reached a point of equilibrium. I have called Calvin Ridley my eternal falling knife, where every time that I realize that I'm too low the knife just gets further and further away from me I'm not (laughs) able to keep up but all of a sudden gravity has pulled the knife from the ashes like Excalibur and has come back (laughs) towards my hand uh Calvin Ridley right now I put out a tweet I said uh if you have Cooper Cup on your roster 
and you're not trying to trade them for either AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, or Calvin Ridley in Dynasty. Like, I don't know what to tell you, except that you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And Wait. people kept, kept, kept being in the comments. Why would I trade Cup for Ridley? Why would I trade Cup for Ridley? Why would I, I trade Cup for Ridley? I wouldn't do that. Look, you, in, I wouldn't do it rest of the season. But in Dynasty, come on, folks. The difference between these two players is huge. The, the, the biggest season that Cooper Cup had prior to this season, of course, is 2019. He was at a 20.8% target share. He had 1,100 yards on 90 catches. Calvin Ridley, totally different class. Like he had a 26% target share last year. He had nearly 1,400 yards on 90 catches. He is an alpha wide receiver, and he's playing like it this year. He's still at a 26% target share. He's third in the entire NFL in air yard share. Yes, Matt Ryan looks pretty dust. He's either going to turn it around or they're going to get him a new quarterback. It's, it's only going to go one of two ways for Calvin Ridley. His situation is going to improve. Is it plausible that Cooper Cup at age 27 or 28 or whatever he is, is now actually just a ridiculously elite wide receiver and he's elevated himself from a really good zone beater to an all-around Devontae Adams? It's plausible, but I don't think it's very likely. I think it's more likely that Cooper Cup is what he's always been, which is a low-end wide receiver one, now in a perfect situation, really, really good player, excellent against zone, still a little bit limited. And I don't think that Calvin Ridley is that guy. I think you need to go and make an offer for Calvin Ridley in all formats because I still think he has the same upside that people were ascribing him to earlier in the season. Still a top 10 dynasty wide receiver for me and should be a massive target. See, that's interesting. I would not trade Cooper Cup for Calvin Ridley. Um, I just wouldn't. Um, oh my gosh. I wouldn't Prisoner do it. of the moment. I'm not. I have always, always been a Cooper Cup guy. I know he has. He forever. Yeah, I know. You're a white supremacist. Okay. Easy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Let that you be stricken from the record. Look, I think Cooper Cup's problem is that he had a, he had a Jared Goff issue and a Todd Gurley issue, and that's no longer the case. Uh, Cooper Cup is strapped to the better quarterback for the foreseeable future in the better offense, and I think in time Calvin Ridley won't even be the alpha of that offense. I think his name will be Kyle Pitts. Um so awesome. uh I I just and also Ridley's 26. We're not talking about a guy who's 23, 24, you know, really going to get that age advantage. I'll take the better player right now on the better offense who is the focal point uh right now over over Calvin Ridley personally and that's even in dynasty so um, or uh, would would those thought change if the player was twenty four and twenty six? No, because that's the age separation. Because Cooper Cup's twenty eight. Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's, I, I was saying if you shifted them down. Gap. Oh yeah. yeah, no, like it's it's not. Look, Calvin Ridley is the oldest young guy in the NFL that people yeah, want to ignore. Him and McLaurin, yeah, because they were both like really old, right? right. And so I, I'm just, for me, it's it's the matter of, like, I'll take the guy who's attached to that offense who's going to give me the week-to-week production where Calvin Ridley, he's going into a, a, a really rough part of his career, I feel like, with the Matt Ryan situation, the coaching situation, the team philosophy possibly changing. The whole team is an absolute disaster. Um, that's just a situation I want to avoid in dynasty. Like if it, if you're talking like Ridley and a first for Cooper cup. Yeah, sure. I would go, I would go and do that because people live in the moment, right? Like I've been accused of, but, um, I'm gonna have to pull up old league chats from 2019 now. 
about Cooper Cup. But look, it. he's crushing yeah. again. He's gonna be. Kidding. I know, I know. I understand that he's probably a top five guy again this year. Right now, he could score eighteen touchdowns. It's gonna be insane. But I just wouldn't. To me, Ridley is not the a, a game changer for me personally. I think last year was a perfect scenario for him, and I just don't think he's that guy. Um, anything to add, Billy? Before we move on to our picks. No, not really. I, I no. think I've talked enough about Calvin Ridley, and <laughs> I, I don't know what to think about Cooper Cup. So let's just move into the segment I'm winning. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, look, Jeez. before we do that, we're going to hear from the guys from What's the Spread. Andy finally got his first fucking win of the year. He seemed pretty clutched hey. by that. I know Dan kind of downplayed it. Uh, Mr. Hotshot there as he took a, took an L. If you missed the fantasy walkabout where we, we talked about their review. So we're going to hit the What's the Spread two minute drill. They're going to give you some lead pipe locks for this week and help you win some money and enjoy the Big Ten. And we come back. Billy's going to fucking boast about him absolutely waxing uh, uh, Jacob and I in the weekly picks. Okay, I don't know uh, if waxing is quite the, the quite the most accurate term for you beating me by like one is, or two points. It is what it has felt like. Winless. And I uh. have had my chest waxed before. And I know how painful that fucking is, especially as an Italian. So here's the guy from What's the Spread. Enjoy that image. <laughs> this is What's the Spread, the two-minute drill presented by Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast Network. Dan Starr, Andy Starr. Last week, Andy got us going with his lead pipe lock of the week. I kind of fell off a little bit, but I'm here to get you guys some money. Andy, start us off. What's your lead pipe lock of the week? So I'm looking at Minnesota at Purdue. Purdue is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Minnesota looks absolutely atrocious after uh, losing as a 31-point favorite to Bowling Green last week. Tanner Morgan was hot, awful. Five for 13, 59 yards, and two interceptions. The only thing that this offense can do is hand the ball off to Trayson Potts, and Purdue's just not going to let that happen. Their rush defense is okay, uh, only giving up about 124 yards per game. And if David Bell comes back, which I think he will, this is going to get out of hand early. Uh, this Purdue passing attack is going to be able to put up points, and I don't think Minnesota is going to be able to score much. So give me Purdue minus two and a half. I like it. That, folks, is also my lead pipe lock of the week. Hammer it. Three-unit whale. But I'm going to give you my bonus pick of the week. Outside of the Big Ten, I'm looking at the American Conference. Houston, Friday night, is playing at Tulsa. Tulsa's favored by four and a half. Houston, you look at their wins, only three wins on the season against Rice, Grambling, Navy. Combined, only two wins out of that group and both against FCS opponents. Their loss by Texas Tech was by 17 points, and Texas Tech hasn't been all that good either. I look at Tulsa. They're not very good on paper, but their win or their losses are against top, top talent, Oklahoma State. Close. They were winning in the fourth quarter. Ohio State, they were within seven. So I look for Tulsa to win this game easily at home under the lights Friday night. Take it. This is what's the spread. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I had a bit. I had a bit. Oh, damn it. Well, now you're just a bit late. All right. Don't you, you talk are... bad about Texas Tech? Oh, All right. God. I've never changed was, so quickly in my life. It was late, but wow. it was worth it. It was late, but it look was worth this. it. We started uh, look, with Raider talk, and now we're closing with Red Raider talk. Yeah, one hundred percent. Rest I, in I peace, like Tyler. The, we'll miss you. Yeah, I, I like those guys, man. Uh, they they're 
their show is a lot of fun. Go check it out there on, you know, wherever you can get your podcast from. That is What's the Spread. They have some really good info about Big Ten football. And I find myself watching Big Ten football while I'm editing all day Saturday. So great times. All right, Billy. Your fucking time to shine here. Well, Update the people on the fucking weekly picks. As I've now taken a three and zero lead oh, in the weekly it. picks, I've decided so to you know be the bigger man. Oh, That's yeah, what the big you're, and big because you're big Billy. <laughs> it, it has no reference to my weight. So besides <laughs> that, I, I will be continuing to be you're, the bigger uh, man, and I'm offering a chance to both Jacob. Why don't you, and why don't you change it to fucking at magnanimous Billy FF? <laughs> Jacob and Tom had the chance to combine their picks. Mm. And because I'm such a good man, I'll give them a point if they win each. So, you know what? They can only be two games back each instead of three. Okay, look. So Big Billy's just making the rules now as we go along for the show. We got to catch up to him so we can... Y'all let me make the show sheets. I have too much power. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, No one man should have all that power. Oh my God! So look, last week's picks. Uh, I mean, set. again, as Billy said, he won. He had Derek Carr, Miles Gaston, Devonte Smith, Gerald Everett. He put up forty-eight point eight points. Jacob went Lawrence Fournette, who's a big fanboy of now. Uh, yeah, fuck Chase Fournette, man. Like, Goddard. Really, we had to get. The, really, this is the week we had to get the Geo Bernard ten target game this week. Yeah. Fuck. And then I went Justin Fields, who laid an absolute egg on the field yeah. at three point yeah. nine points. Chase Edmonds balled out fourteen point five. Hollywood big drop fucking oh, brown kill. cost me like 15 points, which would have given me the win. Bullshit. And then Just Austin Hooper did his super lame uh, 10 points at tight end this week. Billy, who are your picks for this week? You want me to just run it? Run, 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 run them the fuck down. All right. The big <laughs> they could be to go to bed. It looks like picks of the week. I'm taking my MVP, my hero, Taylor Heineke against Atlanta. I'm wow, taking Daryl Henderson, the prodigal son, coming back with the Rams. Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought there. I, I can't do this character too much. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk with a banged-up George Kittle to go absolutely nuclear with San Francisco. And then, just because he sucked on Monday night and gave me the win – I'm bringing Dallas Goddard over onto my team oh to go nuclear God. in my tight end slot. Those are your locked and loaded picks. Up. I'll see y'all at four and zero. Oh my wow, God! Wow, I love we're gonna have a energy. nuclear winter. You're, you're big. You're big energy, Billy. With those, I, picks. I'm out of Red Bull. So <laughs> he's Tom, just fired them all this? off. I'm not, how, how are we arranging our picks? Are we gonna alternate here, or, or do you? Want yeah, to we'll, we'll alternate. You can start. You can start. Okay. All right. So starting up at quarterback. Uh, Look, this game, pretty high total. We got it up at 52 over under. That's the kind of environment I want for my streamers. Much to Mike Zimmer's chagrin, the Minnesota Vikings are once again an offense first team. They have been struggling on the defensive end. You know who has not been struggling is a man who has beaten the Texas Tech Red Raiders many times (laughs) after he left the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Baker Mayfield. Uh, has been balling out very quietly this year because the Browns have been running so much because they've been ahead basically the whole season. But this game, I think it's going to be back and forth. It should be competitive. He's not playing against Matt Nagy anymore. I'm excited to see Baker have to air it out a few times to OBJ, who's back and looking dang good. Give me Baker, top 12 quarterback this week, planting the flag against Minnesota. Speaking of the Minnesota Vikings... 
Look, this might be the only time Dalvin Cook gets <laughs> into the parameters. Uh, this is such a loop. Underneath RB18. It's a risk. He could not play. We could be getting he a zero at running back. Not playing. But if he does play, I think we got this week in the fucking bag. <laughs> Cleveland is susceptible to some running, even though their pass rush is unreal. I'm we're gonna we're gonna take Dalvin Cook going for 30 fucking points against the uh, against the Browns just to throw it in Philly's face. Uh, who, who we got at receiver this week? Look, I, I have to take this one because God knows I wouldn't be able to convince you to say it. Nope. We already talked about Chase Claypool. He's got the hamstring pulled up gimpy. Deontay Johnson going against Billy's favorite cornerback, Jair Alexander, and Big Ben not going to be throwing downfield. What does that mean? He's going to be throwing to glorified tight end Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> many, many times in comeback mode against the Green Bay Packers. I am projecting 12 targets, 8 catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Wow, that's huge. That'd be huge. Right now, on our projections alone, we are dusting <laughs> this week. Yeah, I took Taylor Heineke. Yeah, hey, Taylor Heineke is going to be great. I'm going to talk about that's that. That's my sign off here. But look, Evan Ingram at tight end. Everyone is out in New York, and Kadarius Tony still absolutely 100% of the time sucks. So the targets have to get funneled somewhere, and I think it's going to be Barkley, who we can't use because he's not 50-50 to play, but we can use El Drapo De Niro, Evan Ingram. If he stays into the game, we could be seeing a 12-target game from him. I have him at 12 targets, six receptions for 61 yards, and we'll give him a score just for fun uh, for the upset win from the boys against Billy. We couldn't beat him in stat corner. We're going to beat him in the picks this week. As yeah. y'all's competitor, I, I don't like your team at all. <laughs> like, like. As someone who has to go but, against that, I'm not. But a fan. Anytime, anytime you can get Dalvin Cook outside the top twenty, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, is cheap. Look, an upsetting, it's an upsetting play. As yeah, we, well, I logged into the Streamyard about five minutes before we started. I was like, "Who the hell are we going to pick at running back?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, well, look, uh, I think we got to risk it for the biscuit." Come on, Dalvin's. As we down. sign Come off today, uh, I want final thoughts and your favorite game of the weekend, and you can let everyone know what you got oh. going on. So, Jacob, we're going to start with you. Favorite game of the weekend. What do you have happening? And uh, let them all know. Man, I think the game that I am most excited to watch is going to be the Seattle and San Francisco game. Uh, I think this is a big week, I think, for, for what we get out of Trey Lance for the rest of the season. Because Jimmy Garoppolo almost led the miraculous comeback last week against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, of course, he had to come back from his own horrendous mistake, throwing the ball backwards on a glorified spike. Mm-hmm. However, uh, he gets an opportunity now against Seattle to cement themselves, you know, at least as that one of the top two teams in that NFC West division. If they win that game, they're at home. You know, that's, that probably pushes back the timeline quite a bit on when potentially we see Trey Lance. If they lose this game, that's when you start to see the questions. Okay, Jimmy, whatever. You beat the Lions and the Eagles, lost to the Packers, lost to the Seahawks. The media is going to start wanting to see Lance. I think this is a really, really key game. I'm also excited to see Brandon Ayuk finally getting a full bevy of snaps last week. Let's see what happens with him this week. And it's always fun to watch Russ Cook with DK and Lockett. So excited to see that one. 100%. Uh, Billy, favorite game and final thoughts heading into week four. All right. I really thought I was going to have the game of the week because I was sure all three of us were going to take the same one. I am so flipping excited 
to watch Tom Brady play the Patriots. It's going to be boring. They're going to win 56 to 10. I I don't care. (laughs) I want Brady to throw nine touchdowns and 1,500 yards in a game. I I want him to absolutely go nuclear just because one of my best friends is a Pat fan. Like I want Tom Brady to just spank the fucking Patriots. But all that besides the point, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Big Billy FF. Uh, I, yeah, I don't got a lot of I don't got a lot of fun stuff to plug right now. The semester started off, so I'm kind of hitting the books. Uh, Preview 22 is going to be starting back up. I can't wait to talk about Spencer Rattler. Uh, we're going to be looking. You can always find me over at Dynasty Nerds. Yeah, like I I I have an unproductive week ahead of me, which is probably not a good <laughs> sign. I should probably add some stuff to it. <laughs> no kidding. Look, my favorite game of this week, one that I'm absolutely looking forward to, is. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of obvious, but if the Arizona and the Rams, I think that game is going to be absolutely insane. I'm smashing the over. It's going to be one of my favorite games to bet on. It's the best uh, division in football right now. One hundred percent. It is exciting. I think that game could easily be a 42-35 type game, and yeah. uh, you know the wide receiver one Cooper Cup is going to absolutely oh, eat in. That I can't game. wait for Cooper Cup to once again just own my life. 100. He's the new, he's the new fall. He's the new Calvin Ridley. I even oh I my titled God. my DFS column Cooper Cup falling knife this week. Because that's hilarious. Not- yeah, that that's my favorite uh, game of the week. And look, as for my final thoughts, enjoy the week of football this week. Uh, let's stop worrying so much about people's takes as games are happening, right? Let's let's take the time. Last week, with everything that happened with tags, I actually found myself paying more attention to the games themselves and less about what was going on in the Twitter world and, and on Sleeper itself. Try to actually enjoy the games of football that we're watching, and if you just care about the numbers, enjoy your box scores and uh, your week of research too, and just have a good time. And be kind to people as always. I am, of course, your host with the most time on hands. I'm Tom Simple FF. You can catch me Sunday morning, start and sit with Fantasy Intervention. And then you can catch me Sunday night on the uh, Dynasty Review Show at Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast with Santos and Chase Vernon. Looking forward to see everyone there. See you in the chats. Don't overreact. Jamar Chase is not the wide receiver one. And like I always say, clear eyes, full hearts can never lose. And that the best days are always spent tilting good night everybody peace out much love and take care this weekend should work in teams who wants to be my spotter i don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight alan gambling who's anything about gambling it's not gambling when you know you're going to win